Yeah, my name is Chioma Marcel I. Yeah, I'm from, uh, I would say originally from Biafra before we uh, amalgamated into Nigeria. Yeah, I live here in um, Dallas-Fort Worth area. I'm a nurse by profession, precisely pediatric, uh, pediatric nurse. Awesome. That's awesome. And uh, Charles, I'm for, glad to be here. Yes, well, we're th- so thankful that you all are here. And uh, Charles, to start us off, um, uh, Chiama mentioned Biafra, and maybe some people listening have not heard that word before. Do you mind like kind of defining what that is? Yes. Uh, in a nutshell, Biafra means freedom. Biafra is the homeland of indigenous people of Biafra. It means freedom to the extent that... Uh, Originally, Biafrans were contented living alone, living by themselves, not going after any other neighbors or trying to conquer people. And uh, Biafran has been that all along. Mm, that's awesome. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people listening right now just learned something new. And uh, you also kind of, can you set the stage again? It's been a few years since we've done an interview with you all about the situation in Nigeria. So can you kind of, maybe update people with what's happening, what has been happening for the last few years um, to especially the Christians over there. Yes, thank you very much. Biafran people are predominantly Christians and uh, Judeo uh, Christians. And um, over the since our last appearance here on uh, Guadalupe Radio, and first of all, I, and I have to thank Guadalupe Radio for giving us voice. <laughs> and since our last appearance, so much has happened. Uh, persecution of Christians in Nigeria has happened, but let me highlight a couple of them. There was a lady that was uh, killed by her own classmates in Sokoto, in the city of the Caliphate, simply because she was a Christian. And up to today, nothing has been done. And then there was the burning of a priest, uh, Father Isaac Archie, in Niger State, by terrorists who were branded bandits. And as we speak today, no arrest has been done. And there was the bombing of uh, Ihamufu in Biafra land. And in other places, there, were even, uh, there was even a, uh, a terrorist attack in a church in southern part of Nigeria, in Iwo, to be precise. And no arrest has been done. But to crown this all was the kidnap and torture of the leader of indigenous people of Biafra, Mazenam de Kanu, far away in, in Kenya, with the connivance of Kenyan government under the regime of uh, Kenyatta Uhuru. He was renditioned to Nigeria, and he stood in Nigeria kangaroo trial. And Nigerian court, unbelievably, cleared him of all the charges, but the Nigerian government is not letting go. Mm. Namde Kanu today is a prisoner of conscience. Wow. That's a lot that's happened, and I'm sure that's only just the things that we know about. I'm sure there's other yes. things that we don't even know. Um, and so, Dr. Tina, can you maybe talk a little bit about, um, I guess, what do you find that more people are aware of what's happening now outside of Nigeria or in the surrounding countries, or is it still pretty, a lot of Americans don't, no, a lot of people around the world still don't know how bad it is. I wish I can say yes, that more people know. We create awareness every day. We have a radio that is on the Internet daily telling our story. is Radio Biafra. 
And Radio Biafra has a mother station in London and is broadcast all over the world. We broadcast 24-7, but I don't think many people know about Radio Biafra. And um, so if you want to tune in to get to Radio Biafra, it is, uh, you can find it on all the apps, all the internet apps. And the particular one that is always on my telephone to listen to it is IPOB Community Radio App. IPOB Community Radio App. So if anyone is more interested, they certainly can listen to the radio. We are trying to make everyone aware, but yes, no, most people don't hear about all the atrocities that the, uh, the Nigerian government that is manned by Fulani people are committing in that Nigeria. They're not only killing the people in the South who are predominantly Christians. They're killing every Christian that is even in the North, which is predominantly Islam, Islam and Muslim. But anywhere they find a Christian church, Christian school in the North, Christian household, anything Christian in the North, they, there is always an attack. Yeah, those people are always afraid for their lives. But mostly now when they um, rehabilitate and recruit Boko Haram, <laughs> yeah. the, can you imagine a country who recruits Boko Haram into the military and claim that they have rehabilitated them? When they rehabilitate these people, they send them to the south where the Christians live and to do what? Exactly what they have. the agenda has always been. The agenda has always been to kill, subjugate, humiliate Christians into becoming Islam or becoming Muslims. Mm. So they will kill and make sure that you are so intimidated that when they tell you that you have to become Muslim, you just say, please make me Muslim before I die. So that's really the agenda. So Christianity is under heavy attack constantly in that lawless Nigeria uh, government. And to, to kind of bring it home to the United States of America, I think it was during the Obama administration that they negotiated to sell some fighter jets, Takano fighter jets, to the Nigerian government. At that point, Nigeria was on the list of countries who prosecute that prosecute Christians. Mm -hmm. So the Obama government negotiated the sale but was very hesitant in delivering the plans. And even in the contract, it was made sure the United States of America spelled out that this must be used, these jets must be used to fight Boko Haram in the north. It should not be used anywhere else in Nigeria. Mm. That was in the contract. Well, Trump's administration came in and did not refuse to deliver it. And by the way, <laughs> President Trump happened to be the only one who face-to-face -face when Buhari, the outgoing president of Nigeria right now, came to the United States, posed a question to him, and asked him, I heard that you people kill Christians in your country, directly to the man. And Buhari was not able to answer that question. Mm. And President Trump asked him why. 
why are you killing Christians in your country? And he never gave an answer to that question while he was here. Until today, I don't think he has ever answered that question. So the Trump administration never even talked about delivering the Takano jets to Nigeria. But since that administration, now Biden administration, I'm sure they have been putting pressure to have the Takano jets delivered to them. They have now delivered those jets to Nigeria. Mm. And what the United States of America feared is what is happening currently. That the Takano jets that were given to them to fight Boko Haram in the north is now being used to bomb villages Innocent people sitting in their own villages. No one had, none of them had any kind of um, arms, but they, whenever they feel that there's any kind of skirmish, any kind of um, maybe the Fulani herdsmen who attack the indigents, go to the farms and attack the indigents. Whenever the indigents tell them, you have to leave our place, you cannot continue to destroy our crops in our farms. If anything happens, they take the Takano jets to the northern, to the southern part of Nigeria and bomb the villages. And we are calling on all well-meaning Christians and Catholics to please appeal to the Biden administration. Number one is to put Nigeria back on that list of countries that attack Christians and kill Christians. And number two, to recall the Takano jet fighters that they sold to Nigeria to fight Boko Haram because they no longer use it to fight Boko Haram. They now use it to bomb villages of innocent people who want their farms left alone by the herdsmen who are terrorists. We are talking about Fulani people who usually want to take over. The, the agenda is to Islamize Nigeria. Nigeria happens to be the most populous country in Africa. They feel like if they can Islamize and make Muslim the religion in Nigeria, then they have captured the heart of Africa. And Africa cannot wait, leave them to capture the heart of Africa by making Nigeria Islam, Islamic nation. So we don't want them to kill all the Christians mm -hmm. and call Nigeria an Islamic nation. Wow. Just remind everyone who's listening that we are discussing the situation that's going on in Nigeria with the persecution of Christians uh, with uh, this uh, group of folks I have here. Dr. Tino is one who's just speaking. I also have Charles and Giama um, who are uh, talking all about this. And I'm just kind of wondering, um, maybe Chama, you can speak to this. What... Obviously, I'm sure the Nigerian people feel very abandoned by a lot of the world right now. Um, but maybe what is keeping them going? You're talking about like trying to keep it from an Islamic, Islamic state. And it's a very, you know, it's a Christian country. Uh, kind of what is the, I guess, the general feelings going on and um, how the culture is surviving through all this? Okay. Um, actually, before I continue with the answer to that question, I kind of wanted to add a little bit to the sure. question you asked, uh, Dr. Tina, about the awareness, yeah. how, how the world, is the world aware of what is going on? Actually, it's what Nigeria put out there. That is what the world is hearing. Mm -hmm. 
because there is restriction with the media uh, publicity. Sometimes if you speak against the government, the media house will be fined. The last one was the fine uh, to channels television for speaking against the, not even the channels television for somebody coming on their channel to speak against the government. The media was fined. And some of them, they get, we call them brown envelope uh, uh, media, media houses because the government give them bribes to shut them up from speaking about what is going on in the country. So this is part of that. And um, to your question about uh, uh, how the world feels about it, it's just that the world, most of them don't know actually what is going on. And when you come out into, uh, to the Western world, a lot of countries, they are working hand in hand with the, uh, with the Nigerian government. Why? Because there is oil they are taking from our backyards. And some of them, they don't want to let go, especially the British uh, government. So the British government will not want its citizens to know that people are dying in Nigeria because of the, the oil they are taking from Nigeria. So it's just uh, what it is. Is what their government tells them. That's what they're listening to. And for us, um, the Biafrans and some of the affected, the vulnerable uh, populace, which is mostly the Christians, the ones in the north, they are speaking up, but they are just, uh, I would say, the minorities. We are in the minorities, like in in terms of speaking up, because the whole world is suppressing the news that is coming out from Nigeria. So when you go to the north, they are speaking, but most of the time it's the poor people. They don't know how to speak up. Some of them, they have been driven to the IDP camp. They call them internally displaced uh, homes. This is where they keep people. There is no light. Some of them, they don't even have access to communication. So they can't even reach out to the world to say, look at where we are. Look at how we're suffering. So it's just... A very big challenge. Then us out here, we are trying our best to create that awareness, like what we are doing, and, and we so much appreciate you, uh, Guadalupe Radio, for giving us all these opportunities because it's been helping us a lot. So when you look at it, we are trying our best. Some of uh, the people who are in the government, some politicians, because of what they are getting from the government, you see that corruption is going to be bound to be there mm-hmm. because they don't want to speak out because the little money they're getting from the government, they don't want to lose it. And some people with the fear of being killed, with the fear of being tracked down, they don't want to speak up. Mm-hmm. I remember one incident of a, was one guy, that was last week, the guy was forced out of the airplane for uh, speaking against the incoming Government after the sham, I, I would say it, an election that was a complete shamble. People lost their lives in that election. Mm. People uh, boxes, uh, ballot boxes were snatched in that election, but nobody reported that. Even the um, the High Commissioner, uh, British High Commissioner in Nigeria, as at that time, came out and said it was a fair and free election. But we all know it wasn't a fair and free election. We saw people drop dead. We saw people bleeding. But it's, it's just like heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It's just heartbreaking. 
that you are now able to say your mind. You can't speak your mind. You can't come out and tell the world, this is how I feel. I like personally me, I wake up in the morning sometimes, I open up or I get a call from home. It affects my health. Absolutely. So, but what do we do? We keep on preaching because Biafra, as you know it, is a peaceful state, which some of them have testified testified to it that Biafra is a peaceful state, and it's not just Biafra. It's all about finalization. It's all about Islamization. It's not that we don't want to live with our neighbors. It's just that you don't want to wake up in the morning and see your head rolling on the floor because somebody wants you to be an Islamic. Uh, fundamentalist. So that's just what it is. Biafra is an accommodating nation. We'll have an adage in our land that says, live and let us live. And that's an accommodating word. So we are ready to accommodate anybody, but even uh, when you go to the north now, they are killing them like chicken. Because they are just in their midst. They are living uh, with them. So they can't speak out. Our guys that came out uh, last week on uh, on the 31st of uh, this month, some young guys dressed up in white, which is a, a symbol of peace. We are just protesting that they should release their leader who has been in captivity for the past two years for speaking out the truth. These military men, Nigeria military men, import let out their life bullets on those young guys. And more than 15 people lost their lives. And what they do, they kill, they carry the bodies. So sometimes you don't even see the body of your own uh, relative that was shot. A lot of people were wounded. So all these things are heartbreaking. So that's why the Biafra and some other little, uh, the indigenous people of that, uh, 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 contraption want out. They want to be on their own. Yeah. Everybody wants to be, let us just live. Very so yeah, it's, a, it's hard, a, really heartbroken. In addition, the, the general feeling now in Nigeria among the people who are trapped in Nigeria is the world has abandoned them because nobody's speaking. Mm -hmm. Because like what Dr. Tina said and Choma said about restriction on Nigerian media, it goes overseas. I must admit to you that Guadalupe is the only station that is listening to our voice. Mm -hmm. The CNN, the BBC of this world, they just dump the issue of Biafra by the side. Yeah. So the people now feel we have been abandoned. We have been left to our fate. Only on Monday, some young youths came to protest, like Choma said. Release the man whom your court has discharged and acquitted, the leader of indigenous people of Biafra, Mazen Namdekano. And could you believe that Nigerian army combination of the army and police in broad daylight opened fire on these young men and women. During a peaceful protest. On a peaceful, they were all in white. And 15 of them were gone down. And over 200 are missing because in the, in the confusion that ensued, they kidnapped many of them. And this is what we go, we see every day, every blessed day. Before the end of 
today. If you go to Nigerian media, you must see a story. Nigerian media is not we are talking about it. So that the, we feel abandoned. We feel that we don't count in this world. That is why we are appealing to our Christian brothers and sisters in America to speak out because Nigeria is a bully. The only word they can listen to is when the people are talking about it. But as long as they buy the silence of the world with cheap money, oil and gas, they don't care. They right. can do that. Yeah, we'll complain about all the gas prices mm-hmm. and say, oh, we need better gas prices. But we're not realizing what that is affecting here. We get caught in our own little world sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Tina, can you, we've, you've mentioned a couple of different things, like appealing to the Biden administration and also that um, the IPOB community radio app where you can learn more. What are some of the, uh, obviously prayer first and foremost um, is what everyone can do. But Number what are one. some of the most concrete things in addition to those that you would like to call everyone who's listening to do? Number one thing that I must say to the Catholic world is that you have been so supportive when you know about other Catholics suffering in the world. You jump in. You have done that for us in the past. You have done that for Biafra in the past. In the 1960s, when this kind of situation boiled over in Nigeria, our people said, okay, please just let us be. Like Chioma said, we are peaceful people, live and let live. Just you go your way, we separate from you, let us manage our own self, let us build our own country, let us be. No, Nigeria infiltrated our borders, started a war and massacred over six million of us. Most of us died, women and children from starvation only. And at that point, Catholics around the world came together and supported Biafra. You supplied food to Biafran dying children and women and men. You, the Catholic people around the world, through Catholic, what they called then, I knew and was written as Catholic Caritas. The Caritas came together and supplied food to Biafrans, supplied nutritional supplements to Biafrans that sustained some of us, some of the children who are now alive and now older to, to survive that war. So the Catholic Church as a church, I want to thank you. We want to thank you. The great Biafran nation wants to thank you because if it wasn't for you, Many more of us, we think over 6 million people died then. It might actually near 8 million people because there was no way to count the numbers. There was no way to keep records. And of course, the British Empire at that time and the British government supported Nigeria to go ahead and annihilate this little Biafra nation. And many people, not knowing what was going on, many governments of the world supported them because the only narrative they heard was from the Nigerian government and also from the British Empire who put the Nigerian government together. We were colonized. Let's go back, just step step back a little bit. Nigeria was colonized or the nations 
that make up Nigeria were colonized by the British Empire in the 1940s. Is that correct? I think in the 1940s. So when they finally saw that they could manage it better, they amalgamated many nations. Many nations. Biafra Nation is one of those nations. They amalgamated Biafra Nation with the Yoruba Nation. That's another, another large nation in Nigeria. With the Arawa, Arawa Nation, another big nation. And then the Fulani Nation that just came from the uh, Sahel, very small number of people. But when they came, they started working hand in hand with the, because they're both foreign nations, the Fulani nation and the British nation started working hand in hand and put Nigeria together. So this is an amalgamation of many nations into one that made this mega Nigeria that we just now call a mess because they don't speak the same language. They have not the same culture. They do not have the same religion. They don't have the same understanding about life. They really don't have the same ideals. And that's the problem. Because this problem continues to persist, the nations have always had their differences. But the Biafran nation are very peaceful nation, very peaceful people. So the killing of uh, wanting to um, conquer which is the Fulani nation's uh, motive around the world, and you can ask about Islam around the world, is to conquer the other nations wherever they go. They continue to pervade in Nigeria. They continue to insist on everybody becoming Islam in Nigeria. And the Biafra nation say no. And that is the beginning of the conflict that they have with the other nations, including Biafra nation. But we thank the Catholic people around the world, the Catholic organization that they call Caritas. I want to especially say thank you to them because if it wasn't for them, in the 1960s when they warred and killed us in numbers, we wouldn't have survived that war. Today, Biafrans have repopulated and 50-something years after that war, we are all over the world, and that's why now when we see the subjugation and the Islamization agenda continuing in Nigeria, that's why we speak out. We are raising our voice, and we want you to raise your voice with ours. We know, Catholic Christians, you are formidable when it comes to championing other people's causes. Please champion our cause. Please say Biafra to your lawmakers, both local and national lawmakers, please tell them about Biafra. Tell them that they're killing our people. At will, the government of Nigeria, through their Boko Haram military, will come into a village and bomb it down and kill everyone. You can go to bed at night in Biafra and not wake up, simply because your village is targeted. You can go to the market to buy something and not return simply because Nigerian army is on the roadway at their roadblocks deciding that they will extort money from you. And if you don't give them that money, you'll be shot a point blank and no one will ever persecute a soldier in Nigeria, a police officer in Nigeria 
or anyone else in Nigeria for killing a civilian. It is atrocious government that they have in Nigeria and like my sister Chioma just spoke about. They do everything to keep everything quiet. They will bribe the news agencies. They will bribe the foreign observers. They will bribe foreign government because they have oil money. Have you ever asked what oil money does for Nigerians who are the, I think the most, the highest producer of uh, pure, very, very fine crude oil, but they're the, still the poorest nation in the world. Have you ever asked why? It's because they use the oil money that is produced in our land, Biafra land, in the coastal regions of Nigeria to bribe anyone, any person, any government, any institution that comes out to speak about any of these atrocities that we're telling you about today. If you even try to say, well, something happened in Nigeria, they'll run to you and ask you how much you need to shut you up so you don't speak the truth. But we know as Catholics that truth is life and truth must be told. That's what makes us Catholics. We do not shy away from speaking the truth because God is truth. Thank you so much for that, Dr. Tina. Um, I just, is there any, there's a lot, I mean, we could probably go yeah. on for a very long time about many other things. Just, you want yeah. to add something? Yeah, I wanted Shama? to add something to that uh, as part of the appeal. We're actually trying to use this media. Thank you very much. We'll still we we'll keep on retreating the appreciation because it has gone a long way to creating awareness of our cause. Yeah, we're still here pleading with the British government, if you guys would, to speak to the government that they should, in the name of humanity, speak on behalf of their citizen, Mazi Namdekano, the leader of the indigenous people of Biafra, who has been in their captivity for the past two years after the court has acquitted and discharged him of every crime. He's still in their, uh, uh, in their, in their dungeon. So we are pleading with British government to speak on his behalf and let him out from that dungeon. Because he did not commit any crime. And he may die. And he may die. He may die because he has been sick with the torture, with the beatings. He has developed ear problems. He has had issues. Even the doctor that diagnosed and said that he needs an immediate attention for his heart surgery was fired from work by Nigerian government. Because he dared to speak out uh, on the health condition of Mazin Namdekano. So we plead with British government to speak to Nigerian government to free Mazin Namdekano. Because Mazin Namdekano is a British citizen, citizen by the way. That's yeah, okay. why we're appealing to UK. UK, please go and see about your citizen. Because if the citizen is uh, of any other nationality, not Biafra, you would have gone. 
to see about him. Why are you neglecting this particular citizen of the United Kingdom? Is it because that United Kingdom citizen is a Biafran? That's a big question that has been in our minds and we have asked it many times and we think that, Brit- uh, that the United Kingdom and the British citizens in the United Kingdom should know that their government is neglecting one of theirs in the DSS dungeon in, uh, in Nigeria. And I, I see my comrade over there looking over his... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> looking over his notes. Do you have anything else to add, Charles? Yes. Namde uh, Kano is a prisoner of conscience. Yes. He was kidnapped, tortured, extraordinarily renditioned, and brought to court. 15 count charges, he defeated Nigerian state. The court, Nigerian court said, let this man go. He's free of all your charges. They refused. Our main concern now is not because they refused or because they refused and because they do not allow him access to um, medical treatment and good food. And Nigeria, uh, British government is keeping quiet. Sometimes I imagine what, I think it was President Trump that did it. Nigerian terrorists in the north kidnapped some Americans. Yes. Overnight he flew mm-hmm. into Nigeria and Took got those out. guys That's out. correct. So, I, I mean, Britain may have to define democracy and rule of law mm. to, to the world so that we understand what they mean and what it means to be a citizen of a country if you cannot defend your own. That's all I need to say. Thank you. Absolutely. And um, um, adding to that, um, and British should still stop supporting the Nigerian government, whether by their words or by their actions or whatever they are doing, because they take leverage on those words that British government speaks some of the times. One example is uh, uh, Antonio Guterres, the Secretary General of the United Nations, during his visit to Nigeria. He said it is okay hmm. to recruit a repentant Boko Haram into okay. the Nigerian military. I don't know where that happened. They took leverage of it. Last week, they've been doing it better. I'm just going to mention the most recent one, which is when they recruited after they claimed rehabilitation of 520 Boko Haram members. Non-war terrorists were recruited into the Nigerian military. And what do you expect? Killings, rapings, Maiming, burning of houses, displacing people of their homes. So that's what you get from others. So if British government will get the, please, uh, get this into their, maybe understand this. I know they know. They pretend not to know. But we want them, we're just putting it out there to them to be assumed that they don't know what is going on. So they will be able to take care of other situations. Yeah, absolutely. 
That makes no sense. Yeah, yeah so if people ask you how you can learn more about yes. Biafra struggle and the indigenous peoples in Nigeria's freedom and the stopping of Christ killings of Christians, please refer them to this website. It's called ipob.org, ipob.org. Please go there to find more information about our people, about our struggle, and how we can get free of what Nigeria is doing to Christians because Christians are dying daily in numbers. We are not talking about just a few people dying every day. We're talking about a lot of people dying every day in the north, in the south, and everywhere in Nigeria. So our people are dying, and that's the only reason we appealed for your support in speaking out to please save our lives. Our people are dying. So we want to conclude by asking you to join us in a short prayer. Save us, Savior of the world, for by your cross and resurrection, you have set us free. Amen. Thank you so very much. Of course. Thank you. Thank you all so much for coming in and taking some time to talk about this very important uh, topic again that website to just kind of stay up to date with what's happening is ipob.org again ipob.org i will make sure i post it on our facebook page as well so that you can refer to it there um but again uh we've just been talking about the state of what's happening in um in nigeria um and so please offer up those prayers and call you know talk to our government we can uh, we can do our part here to make sure that people are well aware of what's going on if even if you just tell a few of your own friends what's happening that helps spread the word yes um, we would greatly appreciate it um this has been the 9 10 a.m interview of the week i want to thank dr tina charles and chiama for coming in uh to do this interview and uh again i'll post some of the information on our facebook page to look at guadalupe radio network and i'll share it in our local dfw facebook group as well so that you can find all of that information. Um, this is the 9, 10 a.m. interview of the week. If you have any other ideas for upcoming interviews, feel free to email Dave or I at kath at grnonline.com. God bless, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your Saturday afternoon. Thanks for joining us for this week's KATH 910 AM interview of the week. We hope you've enjoyed this presentation of Catholic news and information pertinent to North Texas Catholics. Please join us again next week at the same time for another KATH 910 AM interview of the week. At Sacred Heart High School in Munster, we have a tradition of athletic success. We have over 73 combined state championships in multiple sports, and many Sacred Heart athletes have gone on to compete collegiately. Sacred Heart is small but mighty. Send your students to Sacred Heart for more playing time and less time on the sidelines. Go to shmunster.com for more info and to learn about our bus transport from Denton. Sacred Heart, a Catholic classical K-12 school and sponsor of KATH 910 AM. Come be a part of our family. This is Sarah Soto, Thursday host of A Life Lived Joyfully, where we explore the call to holiness and the life of virtue, inviting you to join the program daily at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Guadalupe Radio Network. You can also listen to us on your smartphone by downloading the Guadalupe Radio Network app from the App Store or Google Play. We hope you can join us. God bless you.
St. Joseph is the patron saint of home and family. At My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine, we support the Guadalupe Radio Network's mission of honoring and supporting home and family as longtime sponsors of KATH 910 AM. We're Bob and Norma Dwayne, owners of My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine. We'd be honored to speak with you about all your mortgage needs. We can be reached at 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. We're an equal housing lender, NMLS 265303. Hi, this is Dave Palmer here at KTH 910 AM. Isn't it wild how quickly time flies by? Before long, it's going to be summertime. Triple-digit Texas heat, kids out of school, summer vacations, and, oh yeah, the 15th annual Summer Speaker Series event benefiting this station. Believe me, by Thursday, July 20th, you are going to be so ready to get out, sip some wine, and eat some tasty food with your friends, and listen to an awesome presentation by Father Bill Casey of the Fathers of Mercy. Get your tickets today at summerspeakerseries.com. This is Julie Carrick with We Sing Our Faith, bringing you a great song from Tori Harris from her album Sweet Delore, Hearts Once Stone. I am dust, and dust I will be, and you will breathe life.
Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 